Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Playing Out from the Back. Uh, it's another lovely day for another episode, uh, especially for Arsenal fans t- this week. I think we're going to be discussing a few bits uh, that are going to please you. Don't you think, Mo, um, with what's, what's happening with Tottenham? Yeah. How have you been anyway? <laughs> Mate, I've been, I've been all right. It's been a, I'll be honest, it's been a bit of a up and down week for Arsenal um, this week. It's, you know, highs and lows. But I mean, over the last 10 days, uh, taking it all into consideration, uh, there's been some uh, there's been some big games and I think um, they've done all right in them. They should have done probably a little bit better, but they've done all right in them. And then the other side of it is Tottenham haven't done so well. So, <laughs> no, nah, that's it. And that's it. And I think obviously, yeah, we'll be going into that like pretty deep, obviously seeing... Yeah, their highs and their lows, and you know whether people need to look at the players or whether it is Jose's um, tactics. Um, we'll obviously dive into that. We will. We won't um, shy away from obviously what Arsenal have been up to as well. But we'll um, discuss that. We'll discuss obviously our next opponents. Um, Slavia Prague, obviously going up against um, Rangers as well. We'll discuss what happened happened there, and obviously we'll look at Rangers, the the, the good side of what they've done, obviously in their um, their championship winning season. So we'll, we'll be looking into that, and obviously um, how well Steven Gerrard's done out there. Um, we won't be forgetting our noisy um, friends over in Manchester. We will be discussing Man United, just for all the listeners that are United fans. We know that you love our chat. Um, about your team um, and obviously the other thing that we're going to be looking at which I can't believe that we're looking at the passing of the guard but we're going to be talking about Haaland Mbappe and who might slot into that number three kind of Neymar role going forward but um, let's let's flip back to where we were obviously with, with Tottenham 2-0 um, 2-0 up on aggregate You've got players saying job done on social media, which is crazy. Um, you've got everyone sort of saying done next, like next round. Your fans are all saying there's no way we can we can go out. They lose three nil. Now, is that down? I'll ask you this, Mo. Is this down to 
how the set, how they were set up by Jose, or was it a player mentality thinking this is just we just need to turn up and we'll get we'll get the result? What's what's your thoughts on it? Um, for me, I think this I think this went back to um, the game before the North London derby before, and I remember saying to you guys, he's for the for the team he's picked, the way they set up to play was so defensive, and I think that Jose or Jose, whatever he wants to call himself, <laughs> nah, whatever he's, however you pronounce it, sorry, I think that he picks quite attacking teams sets them up in a defensive way. And I think sometimes it works for the players, but other times the players don't want to play that way. And on on Thursday night, I couldn't tell you what went wrong, but I, I, I think that the the it was it was sort of I could see signs of of a big upset sort of coming after the North London derby. They weren't great that that, that day. They was very, very flat. And then it goes on to Thursday. I watched Arsenal. And then I, I flick over, I see 2 0. I think, oh, okay, I'm going to watch the last half hour and see a Harry Kane goal. And then it, it yeah. ain't coming, it ain't coming. Then they score. And then he had another chance at the end and it didn't go in. I thought, I can't believe this. But he changed a lot of players for that game, uh, Jose Mourinho. And I think that might be the reason why he lost that game. He did put out a team that was strong enough, but he maybe, not, he, he maybe never put out a team that was. Um, maybe in good enough form, and mm. I think that they just got caught cold by a, a, a team that were on it on the night. You know, um, had nothing to lose. They, did they? they literally had well, nothing well, to lose. Well, that's it. That, and on them nights, what happened to Spurs is like a. That's what you're hoping for. That's that's literally a, what that team were dreaming of. You know what I mean? It, everything mm. was perfect. The goalie had a blinder. Centre back. One of their centre backs was amazing. I watched the um, I watched the highlights. One of the centre backs were great. Um, and then you got mm. the little boy on the wing that was just terrorising. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like you get that. You get an early goal. You get the one just before the end of the game. All the momentum's with you. They miss a few chances. You get another one on the break, and it just sort of all rolled into one. But um, you know, it was, it was. I think it was a little bit down to Jose's uh, negative tactics, a little bit of the yeah. Spurs team thinking it's one, and also a little bit of the uh, team selection where I think he t- he maybe changed a few players and he maybe put that thought into the, the players' heads, this game's won. I'm going to rest this player, this player, this player. I'm going to go with a couple of the big boys, put the rest on the bench, and then we'll see how it goes. There's no way we're going to win. We're going to lose this game, man. The unfortunate That's happened. That's the thing. This is the thing. I don't get it. I'm looking at, and this isn't just Jose, I'm seeing a few managers doing this now. Um, in fact, re- most recent, we, we'll talk about, obviously, where we're recording this weekend. We look at Arsenal's selection today against West Ham. He's he's made some absolute changes there, and we got we got lucky. Let's be honest uh, with the three all draw. You know, being three 0 down. Um, you look at United playing against Leicester in the FA Cup. They haven't got a game for a while, um, yet they find themselves chopping and changing the side. There's two things: team. You need consistency, mm-hmm. and when you're starting getting to this, you're getting to the what. Fergie time, business, the business end of the season, right? Now, this is this is where the players have got to be up for. I know you're going to use your squad to your best, um, to the best you can, where you're going to play, maybe swap in one, maybe two. When you start making three or four changes to a side, 
There's no consistency, no rhythm. That momentum is lost for me. When you make that many changes, it's it's you you have that momentum's gone. Now the fact that they were, I mean, what they they got cocky against us once they scored that goal. I think Lamella's goal was class. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was again. There's this mentality that Tottenham think that 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 is the that is the win. Like it's a class goal. Oh, that's the win. Or We've got to the we've got to a quarter final or a final. That's it. Yeah, that's like success to them. Yeah, I'd honestly believe that, and I think that they they don't actually have the mentality to see things through to the very end. Like this is where it's got they've got that they got cocky, but also I feel that they've like oh don't worry our our, our fans will accept us getting this far or accept that. Yeah, two 0 We've been able to cruise this, and it's not a problem. There isn't those pressures that you'll see at the the big side. You think? Let me ask you this: Do you think that Pep would still change his side even for the second leg, being two 0 up? The, the 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 thing is with the thing is right. I'll answer that question. The thing is with Pep is he does a he does well. He's obviously got a better standard of of player coming off the bench, right? But he actually plays um, those players so much. Like, if you think like Bernardo Silva, he will play six games in a row. Then he'll be out of the, uh, the team for three games. Foden will play six games in a row. Then he'll be out of the team for three games. Sterling will play. Six, you know, he does a be- he does a a different type of rotation to everyone else. It's a constant rotation, which means that although the players coming in are better, the players coming in are almost. Um, but they're like, yeah, like they're, they're, they? they're, but they're also fresh. They're also it's it's almost yeah. like they've been playing every other week. Whereas what what uh, Jose tries to do, or what at times um, Man U try to do, is they will put Van der, uh, Donny Van der Beek in. Uh, he hasn't played for twelve games. That's not. I was you get what say, I mean? They sold him. <laughs> no, he's still there. But like, that's not the same rotation as what as what Pep does. It, they're, they're, he, they're just putting players in like blind, having not played for 10, 12 yeah. games. Whereas when Pep brings in a Bernardo Silva or brings in a Foden or brings in a Mares, they have played three games ago. Do you know what I mean? Or two games mm. ago, and it's more of a a fresh rotation. And I I just think. I just think that that's where he's got that rotation better. You do have to use your squads, but then you also need to manage the fact that you haven't got a good a squad as all of the other teams as well. You have to manage that situation as well. So some of your big players, like Liverpool did in the uh, seasons where they won the Champions League and they won the league, some of their big players just simply had to play all the games. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? There was no room for, uh, for, the, for, for resting players. But there's no replacement. You just said there. Bernardo Silva comes out, Mares goes in. They can do exactly the same job. Yes, I know they have different styles, but the the, the game plan and the style of play does not need to change. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they take out, you take Gareth, Gareth Bale and Son are two different players. If they swap those out, the, the games change. The game plan changes. Mm-hmm. If they don't have Son and they put Lucas Moore in or Lamella in, the game plan is completely different. Yeah. And as they start, as Jose loves to now just sit up so defensively that you don't actually find yourself when they go on a counter. But previously with Poch, if they went on a counter, Son was already twenty yards up the pitch. But now Son's having to do; he's having to make up. Do you see his hamstring? Yeah, his hamstring almost. Yeah, that because he's now having to do 
he's not doing 30, 40 yards. Yeah. He's having to do 60, 70 yards. Yeah. Sprints. Yeah. And I, I think it's gone. I, Jose is like set up. He's always been, don't lose to the, your competition, basically. So if you're looking for that top, we call it the top six. You don't lose to the top six and then you, you beat everyone else because you've hoped that everyone in the top six, someone's going to drop points, but you never drop points against them, right? Mm. Now, they're losing to the smaller sides. They're lo- and he's, he's, he's shaping up still the same way, even when they go and play the smaller sides. So you've got some of the... What we, and I say smaller sides, because I don't think there is any more, other than when you look at Newcastle, because everyone seems to be able to beat everyone in the play. Yeah. But they're like, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll take the game to you. Yeah. Because they... Because they haven't got the setup where he hasn't he hasn't got John Terry as his centre half. Yeah, he hasn't got uh-huh. that prime back line. He hasn't, so he can't. Do, I don't understand what he's trying. To, he's still trying to play the same way with with different players. You, that for me is that for me is a, a fail, not a failed manager. That, that's not the work right term, but that's not a manager that can adapt. Mm. I don't think Jose can adapt at the situation he, he's in. He needs to be in a place where he can go and buy. Exactly the players he wants to do that system. He hasn't been able to yeah. do that. Yeah, and that's the that's the advantage Pep has. He has literally uh, position uh, specific players in every position. So when you say one player comes out and one player goes in, it's not like he's saying, "Oh, um, I've got to put in Gareth Bale, a player that I might not have wanted." He's going right. I'm going to put Mares in, a player that I wanted. Um, or I'm going to put Foden in, a great player that suits my style of play. Um, and when he changes, he doesn't have to change for someone that's, like you say, sort of not like for like, as you'd say. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's um, frightening times there at United. Uh, sorry, United. Sorry, it's, uh, at Tottenham. I, I think, I don't want to say it's just Arsenal, but Realistically, and we said this, we brought this up. I'm, I'm gutted that we haven't got Aaron on the show this week because we said he's about gone. Harry Kane in this week. He's gone. I saw, I saw he... a report from David Ornstein. Have you seen it? David Ornstein nah, did a report and he was saying, I think it might have been on Sky Sports actually, but um, yeah, he did an interview easy to find on the internet. Uh, um, and he was saying that it's sort of well known, um, that in recent months, um, Harry Kane's made it sort of clearer that he wants to leave Tottenham. He said he'll never say it, but like, you know, behind the scenes at at sort of the, I guess, Spurs and behind the scenes amongst agents and clubs, Harry Kane's available on the market with um, David Levy saying that, you know, it, it would take a minimum of 120 million to get him out of there. So uh, for me, I, well, they're out of everything now. Um, Top mm. four is looking unlikely. Um, they have the League Cup final, but it's against Man City. And is a League Cup enough? And then again, the, what we're going to go into again is how many years are they away from um, competing for the top competitions? Because if you want to give uh, give him, if he wants to give them another year, a year ain't enough. They ain't competing for none of the big competitions next year. They might not even be in the big competitions next year. They missed their window. They missed their window. But to be honest, I think they missed their window. They had it with Poch, but then the stadium came, which then meant that the purse strings tightened up. If they had backed Poch correctly, they would have already had the predecessors to Vertonghen. 
you know, they would have added the right person next to Toby and then there's, there's a person ready to replace Toby at the back. They would have had a, a, a new son potentially even coming in or someone to counteract. So it's not Gareth Bale on the other side. And it's not Lucas Moore. They would have had that already in place, in my opinion. And I think that they would have not gone as... Whether it's... We, whatever the reports are, whether they're paying half or all of Gareth Bale's salary, it's still outrageous. <laughs> There's so so much more they could have done with that. They they thought that they were getting the golden child back. We've had this discussion. I think they've missed their window. I think they now actually have to go through a full rebuild. And my suggestion to them is to sell. Well, they're going to sell Harry Kane, but once they sell Harry Kane, Spurs is a huge job. It's not like a. It's not it's a not job. It's not job, then no. a job. I think if you sell Harry Kane, then Spurs are then a team that need to have a good season to even finish top four. Like, you know, coming back from like, I imagine where we'd say Arsenal are coming back from, um, where you're going to have Alderweireld leaving because he's old. Um, Davidson Sanchez mm. is not looking good enough. Um, the goalie, yeah. Lloris is on, is on his, his way, way out. Yeah. I mean, they've strengthened through the midfield, but you lose Harry Kane and you're losing, what, 30, 40 goals a season. Someone has to pick up mm. that slack and we know that that isn't, an easy thing to find. You're finding now that Son's got to play more or does Son say, okay, well, Harry Kane's left. Um, what's this What's this club going for? You know what I mean? Because uh, mm. Son will have just as many suitors as Harry Kane. Do you, do you, do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Of and then you look at, yeah. you, strip, you take uh, Kane out of it, you take Son out of it, um, not forgetting how good that, um, that partnership is. And you're looking at that Spurs that Spurs team now, and you're thinking, well, the back line's not great. The midfield, they've got Ndombele, um, Hoiberg, they've got the makings of a good midfield there, but the forward line's in tatters. The forward line's mm. in tatters, and I can tell you for now, uh, for sure, Harry Kane leaves, yeah, the, it is not just Spurs looking for a centre-forward. Chelsea, Dortmund will be, because Haaland will leave. Uh, Man City, Man U, um, so many teams looking for a forward. Arsenal. So I'll ask you this, Mo. Where, where does where does Harry Ooh, Kane go? 120 million. Um, uh, Manchester City. Um, you reckon City? Manchester City. He's three clubs for me. Manchester City. Yeah. Manchester United or Real Madrid. One of those three. Um, if he. If he so, here's my thing. Does Ben does Benzema go or Benzema come to Tottenham no, in exchange? Benz- that- <laughs> he's not coming to. He's not coming. I'm, I was he's, trying to be nice not, to Tottenham fans. He's not coming. So. Thing is about Harry Kane going for 120 million is the next manager will probably get 35 million to spend on his new forward. Do you see what I mean? But, but then that's. I don't think Real Madrid actually... Yeah, I see that happening as well. Yeah, they're not going to get the full 120. I don't see Real Madrid having they the will. money, to well, be honest, to, to be able to, well, to do it. I, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to well, be able to do it. I just, I just, they've got no were, money coming in. They zero, um, zero. Luka Jovic. I had a look at their team today. L- Luka Jovic. Um, Martin Erdegaard. Um, yeah. Um, Sabayos. Yeah. Isco. Um, yeah. I mean, there's money there, man. There, There is, there's money to be made if they want to. I, 
Um, I think there's 20, 30 million a player out well, of those ones you just said, just because the world market's going to... Marcus being Odegaard's one year left on his contract, so Bias one year left on his contract. Uh, yeah, the Djokovic, or whatever his name is, he's obviously, yeah, he's pretty new, to be fair. I don't know what they've done that Danny. He's just not, he's yeah, not been able yeah, to Yeah, but, you know, but... if they get 90 to 100 million worth of transfer fees in, they've got enough there to, to, to you know, because they get the wages off the, um, the bill as well, and they've got enough to bring... Uh, I think they get... I think they get Gareth Bale off and they'll give him to them for at, free. Or whatever. And, and 120 million. Well, just because they'll get, they yeah, get the wage yeah, off. Oh, that'll just... Yeah, that'll but what do you it, think? Got back to, back to Tottenham. But he's not... The thing is, he's, he's not even pulling up trees. I don't think Tottenham even won him. So I no. no, but they're annoyed, to, they're annoyed to give the fans something, though. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. And I think there'll, there'll be some money involved and, and probably Gareth Bale. And I think that'll be the... That'll be if if that is the the route you go down. I personally think he stays in England. I think he's a bit of a homeboy, yeah. Harry Kane, um, and I don't think I don't think he'll leave. I I think he if he looks at what you know he's had rotten luck. But if you look at like Eden Hazard, can anyone tell me what's happened to him? I know his injuries, but he just seems to not be anywhere near what he should be doing. And I don't think Harry Kane would want to end his career like that because this his next move is, is the end of his career. By the way. That is definitely like well at the top level. I'm not saying he'd probably end up in MLS or something like that, but I'm saying I think I think he'll want to win that Premier League. I think that Premier League is his dream. And I, as much as I, I, I know I could see City, but I think City's eyes on Haaland. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're I think they look at Haaland more I, than anything. Which uh, then I I think I I, I know. I struggle. Let me let me work this. How I'm going to say this out? I think <laughs> that Harry Kane is better suited to City than Haaland because I think that Haaland to play for Pep will have to adjust his game, whereas I think that Kane mm. plays Pep's game. He's an all-round striker, yeah, but I, I I just don't think that Haaland gets involved in the build-up enough. Um, I, I'm sure he's capable of doing it. I'm just looking at it from what I've seen from him. He's an out-and-out goal scorer. He suits Man U, he suits Chelsea. Um, but when I look at Pep's teams, his players are quite specific to the way that he wants to play. And I look at I look mm. at Haaland and he's, the, he's one of the best ruthless finishers in the game. But I think if you're looking more ready-made... I think you look more towards Kane. If if Man City don't win the Champions League this season, I think they'll go for Kane. If they win the Champions League this season, they might look Haaland. Maybe maybe that's the way they'll look at it. Do you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think with Man City now that their um, their their sort of transfer policy has changed slightly, where they are looking at? Sort of more the more the younger signings. If you look at they brought in obviously Nathan Ake, Diaz. They've started to bring in a few of the younger players that to go for Harry Kane reverts them back to the older yeah. ways. Like buy now, buy yeah. now for success. Whereas I think Haaland gives yeah. them that future development and still getting obviously the top class. Well, that ties right in now. with what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, if the Champions League doesn't come this season. They need instant instant success, don't they? That will be mm. their mentality. Yeah. We need instant success. 
But if the Champions League does come this season, then I look at it and I think, okay, Haaland, um, he goes in there. When when Pep leaves, it's a it's a it's a longer term sort of player. But still, I mean, Kane's twenty seven. If he goes this season, he's twenty seven. He still get four or five years out of him. Do you know what I mean? I know I know Haaland's could potentially be at eight nine years out of him, but I think that's what I'm going to go with. If they don't win the Champions League this year, I think it will be Kane yeah. that they'd go for more. Yeah. Um, but if they do, it will be Haaland. And um, another thing that comes into it is Man City don't want the wall sort of pulled over their eyes on transfer fees. If you look at their transfers, although we they do pay 50 million for defenders and 50 million for, it seems like they pay 40, 50 million for everyone. They've not gone out and done a Hundred million pound transfer. They've not done that yet. You no. know, what I mean, their players are generally um, uh, sort of your, your your middle of the your middle of the your sort of fifty million pound mark. Yeah, they've, yeah, so they're being smart. They won't yeah. have the wall pulled over their eyes and be told to pay a hundred and odd million for a player. That's what I have seen from them so far. Well, especially since Pep's come. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's fair. And then obviously. You know, we'll go over, we've obviously mentioned them slightly. We'll look, we'll look at Man United here. It feels like we go for week to week with, oh, Ollie's turned it around. He's looking like he's got, he knows what he's doing. And the following week, it's like, he's crashed the bus again. Like, and we're sitting at United, only realistic place of, or winning, or winning to anything this year was the FA Cup. Europa right? League. Europa he's League. He's got to make. Uh, okay, Europa League, yeah. So, decisions with the FA Cup against Leicester have gone out there. What they've got? They've got no game for a while. Why is he changing the? Why is he changing the side all of a sudden when this is like? The, 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 I'm not saying the most. I don't want to say the realistic. A big chance, a big chance, a big chance. Europa, but yeah. but big chance. This is a big chance. But, why would you make those? Why do you make those changes? And do you think he? I, do you think he is actually the per? I'm going to ask you this because we keep asking the same same thing. But is he really the man to take? You know, I, I, going I, forward? You, know, you know my views on him. I think he's doing okay. I think he made a big mistake today, and I think that after getting so close in so many cup competitions last year, um, having gone out of the Champions League, he's obviously not in the League Cup, and his position in the Premier League is, you know, he's fairly safe top four. You know, I mean, if you finish second and you finish third or you finish third or you finish fourth, you're still in the top four. It's, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Mm. So let's say, uh, man, you're pretty much over the line-ish for top four, right, with teams below them faltering. I cannot understand why he felt the need in the quarterfinal away to Leicester, who are obviously in great, great, great form at the moment, why he felt the need to rest so many players. Why did he go with a, a weakened team? He should have gone with his his main his main team. Like you say, with with the uh, break coming up, I mean, I don't know what their injury situation is, but it was a strange one, especially with the fact that they were playing Leicester. It just didn't make any sense. I get, yeah. I get if he's playing maybe a lower a lower Premier League team or a team from the Championship, but Leicester, you weren't going to there was you, you weren't going to get nothing. But what you got today by playing a weekend team, yeah, they're, they're not, not going to give anything. Them. And Brendan, yeah. he 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 knew Brendan Rodgers was going to give everything. He must have known that because what's Brendan Rodgers got to play for? He knew uh, Brendan Rodgers will play his best team today because the FA Cup's the only thing he's got to play for. 
So it was just it was yeah. strange. Yeah. It was very strange from from Oli, and this is this is probably one of the reasons why people question him. Do you know, this is probably one of the reasons why people look at it and say, "Is he ready for?" Uh, for the top jobs, for the big jobs, because I, I think these uh, for the big job of taking Man United to contenders, because I think these moments are the moments that define you as that sort of manager. I think he, yeah, I agree. I think, I think the two big thing with Oli is I think Oli is still trying to be uh, Sir Alex, like he that's the manager he knows, that's the manager he knows that has had uh, brought success, should we say? Now. Fergie could rest players because he was playing team the, the, the gulf between the top teams and the bottom sides when Fergie was in was huge. You know, you could rest, you could switch five or six players when you're playing someone in the bottom half because that's probably the days where you could probably make more money on Akers because it was a little bit like a bit easier yeah. to, to call. You can't do that now. So you can't just, and I said, you cannot rotate that many players. And if you are going to, don't do it in like, don't take your best players out. Luke Shaw's arguably one of, Luke Shaw, Bruno Fernandes, those sort of players, that, they're your best players. Why would you suddenly take those out? Because not only does it just join the team, but come on, you you know as, as another player, if, I'm, if I turn up, if I, all throughout the week, I know where I'm playing, I'm playing, right, I'm playing United, and you're sitting there going, right, I'm going to have to deal with Bruno Fernandes, or I've got to deal with Luke Shaw, and you know, you're, you're gearing up, gearing up for that. And all of a sudden, you see the team sheet come in. What does that do? Gives you a lift. Gives you a bit of lift. It's like, boys, we've got a proper chance now. Leicester are always going to believe that they can win a game. They're a good side. But when you start taking out those sort of players, like they're better players, you're, you're, you're going to create that ultimate buzz. And then those players that haven't played for a while, they're going to start slow. I revert back to what happened with Arsenal today. My God, it was disgusting to watch. But you, you put players in that haven't played that for a while, it starts slow, that rustiness there is not that, that momentum being built. And I just think Ollie's got to start looking at this a little bit more. Um, it, is, it, is, it is frightening. And again, if they don't win Europa, is that, that's another season without, without a trophy. And it's, it start, you start to question it. And, um, and I say that, I even say that, and I'm not just putting this all on, um, on United, because I say the same about Arteta. Arteta, for me, was saved by an FA Cup. That's why we've kind of given a bit more talk. Because if we didn't win that FA Cup, this there'd be some big question. I mean, I think there's already question marks around it because he's made the same mistakes today, where he's, he's he's changed up this team, killed the momentum. He's like almost forcing himself to to play players. He got he got the best a great performance out of us because uh, Abamyang turned up late in his car. <laughs> we we played. It forced him to play. Probably our what on paper at the moment is our strong is strongest side. But do you think that these young managers? Do you think this is where the undoing is now? Where you're looking because you look at we look at Frank, we look at Oli, we look at Arteta now. Do you think this is where these young managers now uh, are being found out? Because this is where some they haven't had this experience at this part of the season or within big clubs like this as a, as a manager, do you think that they could have done, this is where they're getting found out and they probably should have gone and earned their stripes at a, a, we'll say a smaller club? Do you think that's what they I should mean, be doing? It, it, is a, it is a learning curve, but you only learn by learning. It, it is at a big club um, and it, it, they are making some 
mistakes in the way that they're managing the teams, I feel. But you only learn by learning. So you, I think you have to go through these moments. I mean, I don't think any of those managers were doing as bad as it's being made out. Um, I think that Oligana Solskja, with a bit more investment in the summer, would be doing better. With a few more better players, he would be doing better. I know that's quite cliche, but if he had been given a, mm. a couple of better players in the summer um, in key positions that he needed, i.e. centre-forward, i.e. centre-back and central midfield. And when I say better players, I mean marquee players. Yeah? He would be doing slightly better. Yeah? Lampard was given the players, but he wasn't given any time. And Arteta had a huge job, a huge job to do when he arrived at the club. So... I don't think any of those managers are doing as bad as is made out that they're doing. I think that fans want instant success, but managers want to be backed and managers ain't getting backed. But the expectations of the fans is still exactly the same. Do you see what I mean? So with Arteta this summer, if they back him and this happens next season again, then we have a problem. He's had one and a half seasons. He's got. He's getting slowly getting his players in. We need to see dramatic improvements. Um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has improved Man U, regardless of whether it's been enough of improvement. He has improved Man U. He needs to deliver a trophy. But if he qualifies yeah. for the Champions League, gets to the Europa League final or wins the Europa League, is it a bad season? Has he progressed? I think he has. Do you see what I mean? If Arteta goes and wins mm. the Europa League, I don't think that um, the league position is good enough. But when I look at the problems that he faced when he joined this club, Arsenal have been in a bad way for a long time. And this is probably the first time I'm seeing a genuine, genuine change at the club. Um, and I know we're going to go on to it and I'll probably talk about it a little bit more. But even down to the things that you talk about, like, that Aubameyang being left out for, for lateness. I think that that's a big step for the club and a big step for Arteta because I think that players have been getting away with things like this, i.e. Ozil um, and other players, for a long, long time. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you, yeah, so, are you, so you, for, for you, you, you yeah. give these guys a bit time, time to, to do in. things. They need obviously another window. I back them. Time and back in, of course, yeah. I think any manager needs to, to be backed. But yeah, there's 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 going to be some question marks. I think we're going to find ourselves sitting here, um, I'd say, late October, November time. And if there isn't dramatic change from, from both, I think they're both going to be under a bit of trouble. It de- but it depends because I think United, United at the moment are almost, I'd say settling for this, but they're like, well, this is a lot better than where we, where we first That's were what, after that, Fergie. That, so that's like what I'm make, saying. That's so... that's he is improve like he is improving them not as much as everyone wants, but he is improving them. He is improving them. So what's the point of changing the manager? What what's the point? Because you ain't gonna get instant success. You need there needs to it need, it's built. Success is built. It's not it's not you don't get instant success. Do you know what I mean? 
It's, you yeah. just, you, it yeah, doesn't exist. Even even Pep, do you remember his first season? Oh, he can't do it. He can't do it in this league. He can't do this. He can't do that. He's never going to be able to play this football. But you back him. You give him the players that he wants. And now look at it. Klopp, same thing. Klopp, exact well, same thing. Look at him. There are. There are still people that don't believe that Pep uh, can rebuild sides. I'm, I'm just saying, there are people still out there. I don't know who, but yeah, I heard I heard there were a couple of rumours that people probably still can't rebuild oh, sides. Madness. <laughs> but um, yeah, I tell you, I tell you who has gone out and um, earned his stripes a little bit is Stevie G. He's he's out there in Scotland. He's He's roughed up some feathers in uh, Celtic, who did not do a guard of honour. Um, they've got their first championship after, you know, they. You got to remember, Ranger, you forget that, how mm. bad Rangers got and the situation they had there. That to get them back up to um, a, a Scottish championship, that's actually not. I'm no disrespect to the Scottish championship, but it's actually kind of worth watching because it's actually. There's now two yeah. sides that could potentially win it. Um, you know, rather than just being this is a joke, watching Celtic just just win like every time. Um, and obviously they've had they're unlucky, obviously, with what happened in in Europa, and it's absolutely sickening to to see. Um, obviously, once again, racism um, sort of clouding over uh, the competition. Um, but you know he's. I've seen Stevie G obviously, as I said, go out and win the win the league, and for for the league, go and actually back his players hundred percent. Um, you know, they they the media tried everything they could to get him to be that person that was going to maybe sit on the fence and give that sort of political reply, but he didn't. He absolutely nailed it. He back he backs his backs his team no matter what. I mean, we saw what he did with with Suarez, and I think he kind of knew Suarez and all, but backed his teammate in a, in a sense. But he's He's really backed his player here, and he's 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 had enough of it. Um, and as I said, I, for someone that's this is like his his first role, really. Do you see Stevie G um, leaving there next season to look for a bigger job, or do you think he'll continue there until that the the right job appears, or if anything, it end up being the Liverpool job? What, what, what do you where do you see um, Stevie's career going? Uh, for me. Uh, Steve, uh, what well, first thing I want to talk about is the Glenn Kamara incident, and it's just absolutely shocking. And now, I honestly, I honestly, I just want to see what UEFA do this time, which will most likely be nothing. But it's just now, I just literally, I just roll my eyes. It's just so, it's just terrible now. It's literally one a week, two a week, three a week at times. Every time a player makes a mistake, it's just the same things, the same crap. Um, and now players, professional footballers of clubs are going out and doing things like what that player did on the pitch and it's just not good enough man, it's not good enough and there, ne- there needs to be change but what I, what I liked about Steven Gerrard is I think what he took from this Luis Suarez incident, although he was back in his team, I think that was a, a slight admittance that in, that in that case he was wrong and I think that his staunch backing of his team comes from his culture and the way he is in terms of, you know, stick by your own. But I think that that was a a bit of Steven Gerrard saying, I was wrong in this instance. I've learned from it and I won't make that mistake again. And I think it was a little bit of that, which is good to see from Steven Gerrard because that's what you want. You want learning, you know, you want people seeing that they've made a mistake in in the past. 
um, and rectifying that. And I like the fact that he was just sort of like, um, what's the interviews? Yeah. Um, I back my players wholeheartedly and then you're hearing the reports that they're in the tunnel and people are getting grabbed up by the throat and stuff like that. I mean, you know what I mean? That's proper backing your players. You know, he's saying whatever whatever fine mm. we're gonna take for this, I don't care. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be holding anyone back. You boys go and do what you think is right. And I think that's 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 good, man. It's good. It is what that's what it needs. And we need to see a bit more of that. Um, but going on to uh, Steven Gerrard's uh, performance, it's not just um, winning the league. For me, it's his performances in Europe. And I watch a lot of the Europa League, obviously, with Arsenal being in it. Um, and Rangers have beaten a lot of big teams. And sometimes the acid test can't be the Scottish Premier League because Rangers or Celtic win it. So you can't really say, oh, Rangers are... Uh, yeah, Rangers are having a good season because it's always Rangers or Celtic. But the big thing for me is the, the quality in Europe, which is, you know, something that everyone can judge by. And also the fact that he's managed to go this season thus far unbeaten. And I think that the, the unbeaten, if they go unbeaten and and win the league, that will be devastating for Celtic. Um, and I think that, that will be the reason why Gerard will one stay around next season. I don't think he'll leave uh, this season. He'll stay around next season and attempt to um, retain the title because of that. For that reason, and mm. um, and I think that after next season, especially if he retains the title, I do think he'll leave. But I don't think he'll go to Liverpool. I think that he's looked around, and I think that he's been clever. He's assessed what other managers have done. He'd have seen Lampard. Um, he'll see Arteta um, and he'll see uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think he'll learn from that. And I think that before he goes to Liverpool, I think there'll be another job. I think it'll be in England. And um, I think that he'll use that job, maybe like a, a Southampton level or a, or a Villa level or a, a, like a a mid to pushing team, West Ham, maybe, you know, like one of those, mm. those teams. Tottenham. I don't, I, I think Tottenham are on the cusp of, they're going to want a manager to compete for the top four. But I think that Gerard may want to, may want a job in between that. If you see what I mean, like just, just below that level to earn his yeah. straps. Yes. Yes. Like a wall, yes. Wolves, a, Wolves a, level. A job where yeah. he could compete for the top four. Exactly, exactly what um, mm. Brendan Rodgers has done. And Leicester, you know, he can compete for the top yeah. four if he gets a good run, he gets back in and he, and he gets in there and gets his ways, his ways implemented, but, um, but not the top, top level. And then I think the next job after that will be Liverpool. He will go to Liverpool. They're, they're the facts. You can see by what he's done at Rangers yeah. that he's a good enough manager to go and win titles, go and compete for... Um, for the big competition. So I just think for him, it's a matter of biding his time. And I don't think he's going to be one of them people that rushes into it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's, it's good. It's good to see. And um, yeah, just coming back to your point on um, UEFA, what I can't do behind closed doors because there are no fans and it wasn't the fans this time. Although there has been the, the sifting social media um, from their, from their ultras, which is disgusting. They, that for me, that, that is literally all they can do. That's all they can do to set a stance. If they really, yeah. really, if he's, if he's found guilty and they really, really want to make a statement, they kick that team out and bring Rangers back in. 
That's what they do. Yeah. But I, I think they've either got uh, the thing is I don't for the integrity of uh, so okay so they should get chucked out, but for the integrity of the the game, oh can't, they can't well, put Rangers whatever, back kick in. Out. That's, <laughs> Leave it. Let's... Which I ain't the bar. kick him out <laughs> and give Arsenal the bar. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute yeah. best, win. <laughs> best of both ones. Yeah, I mean, all, all I know is that they just yeah. if, if they really want to make a stand and they really want clubs to take this seriously and look at internally what they can do better and how they can help, they'd say, okay, you've been found guilty, and for that, you're you're expelled from the competition or you're banned from next season's competition. Yeah. Whatever they want to do, if the next season. That's it. it needs to be a stern That's punishment. It. A stern punishment. Or if it's not the cut, if it's not the team, the player is banned for like I don't know. Call it like ten games, because they like from the from Europe. Like forget the league, actual European competitions, because that's yeah. that's at least but, two years worth. But or but, at least but, what a season's worth. Maybe, from you know, that, Sam, do the clubs learn? Do the clubs learn? We need the club like this. This. This movement needs to come from clubs. Clubs are powerful. And the movement needs to come from clubs. And I think if, yeah. you, if you suspend a player, that's a good. Get him out for 10 games. It's disgraceful. But if you, if you punish the club, the culture within the club has to change. They cannot accept that. It's all good saying, oh, we, mm. we, you know, we don't stand for any forms of racism. Okay, prove it. Prove it. Let's see change within the club. Because if we don't, you're not going to play in our European competitions. Well, this is this is it now. This is what I've got fed up with it over the years. Is these empty gestures because I've seen oh. on their so, even their social media again. They're like like their players suddenly oh. doing like no to racism. I'm like, it, piss off! You know, it's sick. Yeah, because then they think that that's acceptable. Like like that. Oh, okay. Well, we can just. I hate this. I I don't like this in all walks of life. That people just think that. No, they know what their action is bad. They've purposely done it, and that they think it's okay just to just to say sorry and then walk off. And then that whatever mess they've left behind, they think that it's just should be accepted, and that's it. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm over it now, and I think the world is slowly becoming like this over it. And I, I stand with. I do stand with Wilfred Zaha to a point where he's just like, this ain't doing nothing. We've been doing this knee basically since the stuff since the restart, yet. Obviously, we're still seeing racism take place. So he said, "What? what is, these empty gestures aren't doing anything." And you bang on. Let's actually start putting some actual punishment into this. How many times do we keep seeing like fans do it? The the monkey charts, this throwing of God knows what else at, at players. I tell you what, don't just ban. Forget that individual. Hit them where it actually hurts, because this is obviously like their club. Kick the club out or deduct points. Start doing it. Start being to the top level of of ruthlessness because then this this will start to affect them. Because no matter what happens, it there seems to be the 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 victim is affected, but the person that's actually done it never ever the punishment never fits it. Never fits the crime, does it? So they, they they're never really affected by anything afterwards. So I say the, these bands need to come in massively you know the the ban on the individual the ban on the club needs to start hitting at people where it actually hurts and this if they end up honestly if they end up playing us and it just ends up being a little fine again nothing will ever change it will continue to this will continue to happen 
But like you said, the clubs and the players need to start taking responsibility. And the only reason they're going to actually start to notice or take notice of this is when those punishments, as I say, hits them where it actually hurts. Because you, you, if you're sitting in that changing room with that person, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not being funny, but even my own teammate, I think the, the scrap would start. I'd have a fight in the changing room with my own teammate if I heard that he said that. But I don't think... I don't think any of these players. I don't mm. think any of these players. Did. Yes, and that's and that's it. You got the you got the the president coming out back and saying, backing the player, and you know, and if he's found guilty, that how bad does that look? That's just this. It's just terrible. Exactly, but then it it, it suggests it starts to suggest other things. It's like, well, yeah. hold on, what side are you in? You know, I get the, I get. We just talked about Stevie G, like backing his players, but there's also a problem of maybe, like you said. You're the club president or whatever. This is now not the time to be talking. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep quiet. And then and, and the only thing that you should be saying is if he has yeah, said this, he... we will deal with it. So they're like the biggest because that's yeah. the only thing you should be saying for me at, at, at this point. And as I say, it is disgusting. And honestly, I, 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 you know, the sad reality is that we will be bringing something like this up again probably sometime ne- down the line. Probably next is, week, mate. It's obviously really. <laughs> it's just... Probably next week. Right. Probably next week. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's sickening. And shout out to shout out to Scott Brown. Obviously, you know we know how fiery that that um, old firm derby is. But before, you know, during the warm up, went and out actually went up to Kamara and obviously, um, you know, paid his paid a bit of respect to him to be honest. And you know, he's obviously come out and said, you know, that what happened was disgusting. And he said, but I put football completely yeah. to one side when it comes to that sort of stuff. And that's there. That's what you start. You need mm. you need people to start doing a little bit a little bit more, but. Yeah, it was. It, it, it is sickening, mate. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a disgusting reality that, like you said, we'll probably end up be talking about something like this again next week. But yeah, I mean, if anyone's obviously affected by this, I, I'm sorry, but you know, everyone, I think, it, I, I'm sure you yourself included, Moses, will be obviously happy to talk to anyone about this because you know yeah. it happens to everyone, all walks of life. But um, it, is, it is disgusting. It's still obviously happening in the game, but. I don't want to just like swiftly move on because, but I do need to brighten this up a little bit. Um, and I love these little this this little scenario that was brought to us on 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 Twitter. Um, we've got Messi, Ronaldo, and you've then got Neymar, who people kind of put in that little third place bronze <laughs> bronze medal of sort of best players in the world. Um, we're looking at the passing of the guard now, slowly but surely, um, of of Haaland and, and Mbappe, um, which obviously the clear the clear standout ones there. But who would you potentially see in that Neymar kind of in the shadows? Do you see someone in it now, or could you predict who it might be in like, let's call it two years' time when probably. Missing yeah, I mean, I've, I've looked at it from sort of um, who's at the big clubs now um, and who's putting up numbers at the big clubs, who's putting up numbers in the the sort of Champions League from an early sort of young age um, because it's, it's difficult to predict. You know, there's so many players with potential, but how many players do we 
do we know that have had potential and you, you know they say he's the next this he's the next that and then they Hold end up playing bit. for Shakhtar Donetsk and you're thinking no but what <laughs> yeah I'm thinking no but what <laughs> happened to that guy that they said was going to be the next Ronaldinho do you know what I mean no you know, you know them well um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I've I've got a list of four um, for different reasons um, I've got Ansu Fati he's at Barcelona at the moment um, you know, playing a lot of games, putting yeah. numbers up in the Champions League, goals in the Champions League, um, goals in um, La Liga, assists of plenty as well. Um, and I think that he's at the right club and he's at the right moment in a club to 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 you know to get on that that pedestal and sort of take this by the scruff of the neck. Um, coming through at Barcelona at a time where there's a big rebuild. Um, a lot of the rebuild will be, ba- will be based around players like him and, and Pedri. Um, and Barcelona, you know, we've talked about it, it taking them a long time to come back. But I mean, I watched them in the second leg at PSG and it turns out that things ain't as bad as I thought. You know, there were some players there, um, quite a few players there who who showed that you know the 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 old Barcelona is still in there. It's just a matter of maybe it's a coach bringing it out, or it's a matter of bringing some more quality in, um, or bringing some more quality through to assist that. Mm-hmm. So um, Ansu Fati is one in there. We've got João Felix at, at Atletico Madrid, 120 over 100 million paid, for, over 120 million paid for him um, by Atletico Madrid. Um, mm. He's a mainstay, obviously, in their team. Um, Atletico Madrid, top of La Liga, he's scoring in uh, La Liga. He's got Champions League goals as well. So another player um, that could potentially um, be quite close to that sort of mantle. Um, and then you've got two English boys. One of them is Jaden Sancho. And I think Jaden Sancho, um, okay, yeah. Although he hasn't had a great season this season, the seasons before the numbers he was putting up are of a young world class player. And I think maybe a move from Dortmund to a uh, a team that's competing for the Champions League, whether it's a, a Bayern Munich, I don't know if that could happen, but whether it's a Bayern Munich or whether it's a Liverpool or whether it's a, a Man U, I think that moving to that platform could be the step that takes him to that sort of level do you know what I mean so in a big club delivering on a week on week basis and putting the numbers up as well um, and the final player I've got is Phil Foden I mean it speaks for itself he's scoring in big games already um, he plays in the perfect position in the position you know in an attacking yeah. position he scores lots of goals creates lots of goals and he's playing for the right club at the right time um so you know, I, I don't think I can I can sort of nail it down to one because I think I feel that you just don't know enough about these players now. But when you're looking at the numbers of these boys at such a young age already, there would be my four who who would be in that that little third place position, if not competing for uh, for that top position. Imagine if like Foden went to Liverpool and he started putting up Salah numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it can happen. It could happen. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I'd go... uh, Mm. Sorry, not Foden, Sancho. Sorry, Sancho. Yeah, that's meant Sancho. Yeah. So, you know, it could happen. So, they'd be my four ones to watch in the next two, three years. If they get the right moves or, you know, if the teams that they're at develop in the the right way, they're the ones 
that you look at in and around that sort of world-class, next best player in the world sort of level? Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be nice to have a bit of English talent in there um, as well as sort of the, 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 the top players. I think the way people were talking about Phil Foden, the more we're seeing of him, the ways they're being developed by Pep, I think he has a realistic chance of, of being in there. Um, I'm not disputing any of those players you, you've mentioned. And yeah, they're, they're definitely the, the obvious sort of front runners in there. Um, but two players um, I do want to mention, um, which could be for your anyone that plays football manager. Um, but obviously, it's the uh, Jamal uh, Musiala. Musiala, yeah, something like that. Probably pronounced that completely wrong. However, everyone knows. Yeah, but um, obviously, young lad played. Played obviously, he was at Wycliffe School as well. Obviously, seeing him cut breaking into uh, that Bayern Munich side. But you know, there's a lot of talk there. Where obviously, Chelsea didn't want to lose him as well. He's ended up. He's ended up there, and um, you know, he's starting to to pull up a few trees. And heard uh, nothing but nothing but good things about his attitude as well to to want to. Uh, to develop, so I think if this is where you need that that determination to get to that top level and the right mentality. And I think from what I'm hearing, he might have the right uh, mentality there. But another one to, to look out for, and again, just because of the, the the conveyor belt of talent that comes out of there, is a, is a out of the Portuguese league, a lad by Ronaldo uh, Camara. Now they're saying the talks that obviously in Portugal is that his ability of where he is at now. Was better than the the Ronaldo is now the the CR seven. CR nine uh, not CR nine CR seven <laughs> should we say CR seven where he is so um, I, I, it's quite obviously we you know we'll be talking about different yeah. players next year because there'll be someone else that comes onto the scene but uh, it is it is great that we're getting a bit of a change in the guard I'm never not gonna um, I'm never gonna be bored should we say of, of, of Ronaldo and Messi. Just because of what they keep doing, people write them off, and then Champions League comes along, and then one of them does something outrageous. So I think we, Ronaldo is supposed to have a had a stinker apparently at Porto, and everyone's saying he's finished. And <laughs> the very next game, he scores a perfect hat trick <laughs> for, for Juventus. So then you got Messi going, "Oh, is he a little bit off the ball? Is he really want to be there?" And he hits one top bins from thirty-five yards. So you're never gonna get bored of them too, but it would be nice to have that sort of fresh talent and where it's nice to have Haaland it's nice to have Mbappe in there but I'm going to throw one more question on to you Mo on on this right um, and obviously you're an Arsenal fan so Arsenal right now if you could like instantly just take one of them who would it be Haaland or um, Haaland oh um, <laughs> he's hating it. You sure? Um, one second. No, I've got answer. to think about this. I've got to think about this. <laughs> As the squad is now, like our squad right now, so like he's going to put on an one of these two is going to put an Arsenal shirt on um, next week. I, I, I go Mbappe. Actually, I've changed my mind. The reason why I go Mbappe. <laughs> I'll go Mbappe, yeah. I'll go Mbappe. Fracture is so it's so marginal. <laughs> it's it's literally so marginal. Um, because I I think I think they're just both of them. I love the way you know what I like about Haaland the most? It's not so much 
how much of a lethal finisher he is because he's he's lethal. But it's the authority that he finishes with. Like I don't know if you can. I can't. I could, the only way I can explain mm. it is if you see if you see Harry Kane score a goal as well. He's another one. He finishes it with authority. Like it's not like oh, I'm just gonna roll it in or I'm just gonna put it side name. It's it's really put like yeah. they they they're, they're risking. They're, <laughs> they're so confident that they're gonna put it, that they're gonna put it where they want to put it. That they they put they go with power. And I just think that authoritative finishing is ah oh, that it's just he's gonna be it's gonna be horrible when you know when he when he when he gets to one mm. of the so-called big leagues, you know, uh, the Premier League or La Liga, because he's just going to be a nightmare for some for some teams. He scores so many goals, but then where, with Mbappe, I just think you've got you've got the ruthlessness, but you've also got the pace. You've got the going in behind. You've got he can play down the sides as well, and you just got the all-round game. You've got goals, not as many as Haaland, but he does a little bit more in terms of for the team. Um, and I just think that for Arsenal, it'd be a, it'd be a bit more useful um, for Arsenal in terms of being able to play in a few positions, being very very uh, sort of mobile and moving around a lot, and getting involved in the build-up play, which I think is a big thing for um, for playing for Arteta because he's obviously very similar to Pep. Um, so yeah, I think I'd go. It's, it's literally there's nothing in it, but I'd go Mbappe just for just for his all round goals and assist. What about you, mate? What about yeah, you? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I I think for me right now, if if obviously Arteta's in charge, he goes Haaland because I think we the way we play right now, we could do with that big presence. And this is why I love the way Lacazette is doing what he's doing when he does play him. And I also, but but if generally I would go Mbappe myself, I think we need that yeah, behind the... ruthlessness now because we 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 we're missing it at the moment. Like Abamyang is is starting to lose that little bit of pace daily, and it's just not we haven't got that threat in behind now. When you look at like Erdegaard, like how he is in creativity of him, it, um, Smith Rowe. They need that where they can play that pass, and is that instant? Yeah, and yeah. listen, Harlan's no slope, by the way. Electric, that little bit of sharpness, bang. And before, as a defender, before you even can blink to mm. to turn, the ball's in the back of the net. Do you know what I mean? And I, I was watching, even some of his trickery and how he is. He's he's the sort of flair that we could do with that type. The flair. But the flair and power, I, I love the flair that Pe- Pepe has. But sometimes I look at Pepe and I'm like, someone might just like mm. blow him and he might fall over. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Mbappe, I think, just got that little bit of grittiness and he's he's got this. I don't know what it is. He's got this. He's got that. Um, Omri had it, and it's not. I'm not. I don't want to say arrogance. But it's yeah, like, yeah. Just watch what I'm about to do. <laughs> when he does it, yeah, like he, 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 he like, doesn't yeah, need he, he can like, make a goal out of nothing. He doesn't need a chance created for him. He can nothing. literally make a goal out of nothing, and I think that's that's that little maybe the thing that he has over Haaland, um, that he can he can literally just pick the ball up and take on three men and score. Do you know what I mean? And it's just that little bit of, like you say, yeah. just a little bit yeah. of that. 
that um that arrogance and that that ability to just to just to just you like you say just that on ability to just say okay this is my stage and watch what I'm gonna do do you know what I mean and, and he's already done it at all levels there's not there's yeah. literally no question we're not asking any questions about what this guy's gonna be he's gone to the World Cup he done it he's gone to the Champions League final he produced he's that he, you know I would like to see him yeah. out of the French League just purely for reasons that I think that he needs to have better competition on a more regular basis and that probably that's probably the only yeah, thing that, tested um, weekly. that can yeah. bring his game on at this stage um, I know he's in the Champions League and he's obviously tested at the highest level but maybe that week to week you don't want to be playing reams or, or nonce you know what I mean and getting an easy two three goals mm. I want him to be in the you know the the big games, the Barcelonas, the Atletico Madrid's, the Chelsea's, the you know the Man U's, the Man City's, those big games, and and see him perform on a week week by week basis. You know, um, if if they both if they both end up in the Prem and Bafa and Haaland, I think <laughs> I'm, I might have to buy a season ticket somewhere because I'd need to see that it because. You watch it on, t- you know what? As you know, you watch it on TV. You look at how quick the the pace is. But when you're actually at these games, I want to see generally how quick Mbappe and even Haaland is. That that because that pace he, that he brings just he looks just, frightening. Thing with Haaland, everything that. he does is with conviction. It's so brutal. It's it's like it's just it's just powerful. The runs, the the shots, the finishes, the the you know the the everything. The it's just it's so direct. That's it. That's the word I'm looking for. I think it's just he's so direct and powerful, and he mm. just he just punishes you, man. It's lethal. Um, but but what I wanted to just go on to quickly while we're while we're on Arsenal to finish this off this evening is what are we what are we mm. saying about um, Arteta and this and this constant tinkering? Now I'm gonna say I think one of Arteta's biggest problems is sometimes he makes he overcomplicates what we do and i think that the players that we have struggle mm-hmm. to deal with playing one way one game and although you're playing the same way the next game doing it in a different way and I, it's it, it's it's the different styles of players as i said you can't you can't have you can't go from having bellerin for all his faults and will always be Bombing up down the side to give whoever's playing on that on that on that wing an option on the outside. Callum Chambers, although had a good game in in essence today, he's still <laughs> carrying a parachute or caravan on his back. So you haven't got that. You haven't got that access to to, to play that. So you've got to already change that. He played. He played. He swapped to Bamiang and and Saka on the other side automatically. As you know, when you're playing that momentum, you know when you need to. I know. I know. I need to play this ball in a particular way because that's going to end up on a Batman's going to be cutting into it, or, or if I play up the other side, I know Saka's cutting in or whatever. You change that instantly with that. You've got you've you've taken out um, Gabriel, who at one point I think got player in a month, three months on the bounce. You took him out. You took him out again this for this game. Not only did you take him out where you probably should have put Rob Holding in. You put Marion, who seems to just turn up on an occasion. I don't even, they don't even take pictures of him at training. When they do, I'm like, I know he's starting. Because that's when they do. They're like, oh, yeah, we better remind people that this guy's still signed for us. 
and he changes this whole uh, facade of what we want to do. He's gone from he doesn't. We're not usually having Partey and Jacker sitting there. As soon as he did that, I was like, we've changed the complete style of, of play to suit West Ham. And that's no I'm not disrespecting West Ham because they've had a phenomenal season. And I tell you what, they were bloody unlucky today. But it's West Ham. You need to start putting your bar up a little bit higher, Mikel. Like you can't keep changing, chopping, changing, chopping, changing, because people still just don't know whether they're coming or going. You got my. You looked at our. I looked at our bench today, and for the first time, I go, "Our bench is decent." But I'm thinking to myself, "No, wait, hold up a minute. It's decent because five of these players should be playing, <laughs> and that's not. We can't be doing that. We cannot be going up to these games, chopping and changing again. Yeah. We're about to go for a break. Like, what are you doing? The only player for me that I would have taken out, like, just purely because I'm, I'm watching him. I love him, but I found watching him, and I'm like, he just. Is saying not right still is Partey. That he's the player that at the moment I love him and I can see that he could be such a great player for us. But something's not right. Like he's not hundred. He's not hundred <laughs> percent. The guy also needs to stop shooting from forty yards because I think honestly, honestly, I don't know what he's doing. Some poor lad. Some poor lad in bow somewhere he, has been hit honestly, by a ball. He by needs the to leave. You know they say players <laughs> training after training. Yeah, he needs to do three hours on shooting every day because his shots. Yeah, they don't go like his <laughs> shots. Even if you had a goal on top and a goal either side, he'd still have no goals for Arsenal. That's how bad his shots are. Like he's it's serious. He's got to. It's, but it's, but you know what? You know what I will say with Arteta. And I did, I did mention this briefly earlier, and I'm going to say this about him. And I know that uh, uh, people are on the fence with him, but what I'm going to say on him, I'm a big supporter of him. And October, November time next year, um, if we're doing like, if we're playing like how we're playing now, I will start to question him. But what he has brought to Arsenal, if he's done nothing else, is he's brought a mentality that winning is the only option, and drawing and and making mistakes and thinking that it's all right to be this way and that way is not good enough. He's proved that time and time again with the players that he's got rid of, the players that he's dropped out and the um, and the punishments, for example, for players like Aubameyang for being late. So as an Arsenal fan, even for just that, we have always been too nice a club from Arzavenga's days going right the way through. And mm. what he's brought is a yeah. mentality of that's not going to happen no more. And for that, I'm happy with him. The style of play he's providing, although I believe that he overcomplicates things at times, he tries to do little smart pep things, really, without the quality of player to do it. He tries to do little movements and move people into little positions that right Mm -hmm. now, until he gets another four or five of his own players, he will be unable to do. But then, on the flip side of it, is it good to start getting them habits into the players now? Is it good to start to start for the player to start understanding that week after week there will be slight tweaks to the to the tactical play? The players that are going to stay, there'll be slight tweaks to the tactical play, and you need to learn to deal with it. I think that it it is it is good it is good. No, I'm not knocking it. It's good. But listen, we've just had this discussion, haven't we? We were saying mm, you're yeah. swapping out Bernardo yeah. Silva for Mares. You're swapping out both of them. You can play Foden. We ain't we ain't yeah. doing that. We, you know, we we haven't got those players, so it's great. But that's like that's like Pep suddenly trying to take yeah. over down at uh, Quinton Stan. Yeah, he ain't going to be able to do what he wants to do. Like, so Arteta needs to realise that. Yes, I'm loving what. Listen, he's 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 adapted um, 
you know, a lot of our weaknesses that we had at, at a back at times. But he's still trying to do certain things, which is then, I know he's put the bar up a yeah. little bit, but we're, it's our mistakes that's costing us that's costing us goals. We did an ab- I honestly, I would have lost my abs. I have this absolute bugbear and I've done it as a player. I hated it as a player and I hate it even more now as a gaffer. When is oh. a free kick, stand over the Ooh. ball and do not turn your back. I'm watching I'm watching that happen today and I was like, is that, is that really to stop me happened? to stop me like, going mental, I had to say this like, is a European hangover because these players these players are sleeping like you know, <laughs> I looked at it and I said, Okay, big game against was it Leicester, then Olympiacos, then North London Derby then Olympiacos again and then West Ham away. It's a difficult run. And I looked at it and I said, okay, these players are, you know, they're mentally tired. They, them, them games have been so big for the season that they're mentally tired. But it's happening for every team at the end of the day. So every team's going through this. So is that really an excuse? Um, I don't know if it is. So, I, you know, I, I, just, I just think, I think Arteta's on the right path. This what is, has happened this season will be unacceptable this uh, next season. But uh, I see so many good signs that I refuse to believe that he's not doing a good job. He's doing a good job, and once you give him the players, then it's like, okay, you've got your players now. You've got eight or nine of your own players. Yeah, this is your team. You've been working with them for eighteen months. Now let's see what you can do. Do you get what I mean? So here's my question. I, I agree with you. I think Arteta has done. Listen, I'm not knocking what he's done. I think he's. We see. If you cannot see the improvements in areas, then there's a problem. I think you're cloud. you you must. People must be clouded in, in some way. I think Arteta has, has definitely put some changes in that has, has helped us. Like you say, not just on the pitch but off the pitch, like with disciplinary and and as such as well. But I ask you this then. I'm going to flip for one one last question to you on this. How much do you give him? And in how how much time he needs once he spends that. He needs four more players, in my opinion. Four more players. Um, there's still a lot of deadwood mm-hmm. to get out. And I think there's a lot of players that have to start for us. Example, like you say, Partey probably should be, you know, given he you know, he needs to probably find his way. Remember the uh, English League's a new league, but when you're taking Partey out and I don't really rate Sabios, but I know you do, um, And or you're putting El Nene in, it's very difficult to put Partey on the bench. Your £45 million uh, marquee signing, mm. um, it's hard to put him on the bench. But if he gets three or four more players in the summer, gets rid of some more Deadwood, like he needs to, He need, it will be a, a season where he needs to finish in the top four. There will be, there will be very little... Re- so how much is those top four? How much it's, those a lot's going to depend on how much. A lot's going to depend on what we get in, but for the four players, he's going to need over a hundred million. I know that for sure. But a lot of that's going to be say he's got fifty million, he's going to have to raise maybe seventy million, which I don't think is impossible when you when you look at getting rid of players like um, Eddie and Ketia, um, Lacazette will need to go. Um, Lacazette goes for me. One year left you on his contract. He don't get a new contract for me. No, he's got to go. Really? He does all right. He done all right today. He was fantastic today, but you don't see this performance enough. You don't see this performance enough for your... He 
plays he plays he a lot of games. Get, he man. Play. You don't see these performances enough. You don't see these performances. Ah, I think we're a bit. Can we get can we get a better version of Lacazette? But. He's, he's got if one year. If he's saying I think, one I think year left, for me, Lacazette, yeah, Willock, um, and Ketia, you can look at getting rid of um, a few. Reese Nelson, a few of the centre backs. Some of these guys have got to come back in the summer. Ainsley Maitland Niles. A few of these players have got to come back in the summer and they've got to say, right, I am playing to be a starter. There's no, for a lot of players, there's. There's no real room to say I'm going to be the backup to this guy. We either need to improve on a position, yeah, or these guys that we got at the club have got to show that they can be first choice week in week out in the Premier League. Do you see what I mean? I'm talking about guys like Bellerin. I'll take money for mm-hmm. him. I think I think I think we can look around the Premier League oh, yeah, but yeah, and find a better defender that produces a little bit better in the final third for the same money we'll get for him. I, I genuinely believe that, and I and I think that he can go. There's, there's, you know, there, I think there'll be a lot of comings and goings, and there sort of needs to be at Arsenal. But I think he needs three or four of his own players that he wants, and then uh, October, November, December, we look at it and we say, is there an improvement? Can we see this team challenging for the top four this season um, and winning some silverware? That's where we need to be. You're almost inspiring me to go and open up my laptop, the thing, open up Football Manager. The, the thing is, on Football Manager, you can do it. You know, you do all the things that you want to do, but it's just, it's, 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 it's obviously a lot more difficult in real life. But he, he needs to. He, he, he needs some of these players that he wants because the players that he has just can't deliver what he wants. And if Arsenal are serious, they've gone all this way. They've stuck through. They've stuck with him through finishing 10th place. They've stuck through him uh, with him with, you know, that, that massive run of defeats at home. And if you're going to stick with him through all of that, yeah. what's the point of not backing him? Because what are you going to do? You're going to get another manager in and say, all oh, right, we're going to bring you in, but you've got to work with these mm. players who finished 10th last season. We've got 30 million to spend. And yeah, mm. we need you to finish in the top four. Not going to happen. So the what if there's one man that needs to get the money, I think they might as well give it to him, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think what we're going to do, I'll tell you what we're going to do, because we're going to get Aaron involved in this one and obviously everyone else that's on, on social media will be putting this out there. But who, have a little think about this now for, for obviously the next episode, but oh. who you're five, five in and five out. That's what we're going to say. Five in, five out, Arsenal. Let's see, let's see what people come up with. Um, and anyone listening to this, please let us know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tune in next week, see, see what people come up with. Aaron, I know, will probably be messaging us in the weekend. <laughs> Boys, I've got it down to 127 players. Aaron, um, Aaron, will, Aaron will be like, right, at the moment, I've got go. 24 players out and 169 who I've got in to replace them. <laughs> but um, I'm just going just gonna to take me a week to whittle this down. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see how, you see how you get some, mate. But uh, yeah, always a pleasure, uh, obviously, discussing uh, all of this with you, though. And uh, yeah, we'll be tuning in next week. Um, but guys, again, don't forget, we are on Sports Social Network now, uh, which is um, run by Global Radio, actually. So we've got a great platform for you guys to come and check us out on. Um, you can catch up on all our older episodes now. We're, we've, this is what, number 20? I think it's like 27 now. So uh, we're, we're, we're flying. So um, 
do have a little listen back to, to some of our previous uh, episodes as well. You can rerun uh, and give us as much grief as you like uh, for, for the previous previous outrageous comments that have probably come from at least uh, all of us. Um, and uh, tune in next week. It's been playing out from the back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.